wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships, join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. Have you considered how pregnancy and birth are an extension of your sexuality? My guest today will discuss this and how her own sexual growth and expansion prepared and supported her in her midwife-assisted home birth that was powerful, orgasmic, swift, and easy. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. I am truly honored today to welcome Erica Alsborn. She is the leading sex and birth coach in Sweden who specializes in helping women reclaim their pleasure, sensual delight, and sexual confidence. Her own sexual healing and expansion journey helped her career shift from nursing to working with sexual health. In 2019, she gave birth to her first child and through that experience realized how transformative childbirth is and can be. She works with women to help them prepare for a positive, empowered, and orgasmic birth experience. Oh, Erica, I just am so honored to welcome you today and so excited to have you share not only your birth story, but knowing that you're preparing for another one and all the work that you bring to this to support so many women around the world. So welcome. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm so happy. (laughs) I've been following you for some time and I'm really looking forward to hearing more of your own journey because it always starts with us, right? And then that really expands out. So can you tell us a little bit about your own healing and what brought you into this? Yeah, yeah. The greater journey began about almost 10 years ago when my sexual healing and expansion journey started or like when I embarked on that journey. Because that's how it all began with me realizing in my late 20s that I was sexually dissatisfied. I knew that since my sexual debut <laughs> 13 years late, earlier, but I, it was at that age when I was, I think, around 28 that I admitted it to myself. I confessed to myself, this is not good. And it was like a make it or break it point for me. And luckily, I decided to not bury my sexuality and assume the identity of asexual. And instead, I decided to do something about it. So that's when it all started initially. Because like I said, like you just so beautifully said in the intro, I believe and it's my embodied truth and opinion that pregnancy and birth are extensions of our sexuality. And so my sexual journey began 10 years ago. And then when I became pregnant, I was thinking about pregnancy and birth for the very first time. It was not something that I'd previously really thought about or had been exposed to really just a little bit in my nursing degree when I was studying to become a nurse. But since it wasn't personal at that point, I never really thought about birth more in depth until I became pregnant myself and I was about to give birth myself. 
And that's when I looked at it and I thought to myself and my intuition told me, surely the same tools and healing and expansion like approaches that apply to sexual growth must apply to giving birth and pregnancy, like pregnancy, thriving in pregnancy and pregnant and birth preparation. And so I just basically took all I knew from sexuality work that I practiced over several years, applied it onto pregnancy and child childbirth and preparation, and used the same tools during birth that I do during sex to have amazing pleasure and unlock my orgasmic capacity and all of that. And that enabled me and helped me to have a really positive pregnancy. And like you said, a swift, powerful and orgasmic birth experience. Yeah. And that just fills my heart because so often, I often say we sterilize birth. We don't make that connection to sexuality. And for you to have gone on such a profound journey and really realized how important it was to incorporate that into your birth. Can you talk a little bit about kind of some of the preparation you did in that pregnancy and then take us through your birth story? Yeah. So in short, I worked on the mental piece. So really looking at and identifying limiting belief systems, doing the sort of top down work of what are my thoughts? What are my belief systems? What are you know, just the narrative that I carry inside around birth? Because that's so important with sex as well, right? What's the meaning of sex? What conditioning do I carry, et cetera, et cetera. So Mind, mind stuff, like mindset work and emotional work, identifying and then working on shifting negative emotions and really emphasizing and embodying positive emotions. And then the actual physical, get your hands dirty, <laughs> practical <laughs> work, which was self-pleasure, masturbate, touch, explore, look, and really counteract that sterilization that we go through quite like unconsciously when we become pregnant. I talk about this so much, just how pregnancy for a lot of women activates this subconscious and unconscious process of desexualizing the woman and completely separating the woman from her sexual identity as she moves closer to becoming a mother and moves closer to birth and the whole birthing system is it's not sexy at all at least the, med the, sure. med the medical system it medicalizes the body and in birth as well just the language that we use like birth canal no it's your vagina it's your vaginal canal and we give birth with our sexual organs so I was like surely it must support me to really incorporate and really emphasize pleasure and sexuality and use sexuality as the portal and the tool to prepare for a positive birth. So I just winged it. I just completely experimented and did lots of practical sexual things like de-armor my vagina gently, of course. And de-armoring is like a trigger point massage for the vagina. I did lots of pleasure practices, really infusing the concept of birth and the vision of myself giving birth with lots of pleasure, lots of orgasm, lots of really like juicy images of myself, really feeling like I am a birthing sexual pleasure goddess. Like nothing can stop me 
in my pursuit of higher states of consciousness and altered states of consciousness and orgasmic bliss, bliss when I'm in labor, when I'm giving birth. So I was really working on that. And I even spoke to my husband a lot about it. So we talked about birth and we used vision visualization also and had lots of sex. I even told him I want to have oral sex. I want to give you oral sex when I'm in labor to open my cervix. I want to have sex when I'm giving birth, whether that's penetration included or not, but just have like use again, portal uh, sexuality and sex and pleasure as the portal to enhance, to support and to enable birth to happen easily, swiftly and gently as it's supposed to unfold within myself. So beautiful. And I know for some people that are listening, they may be going, wow, right? Like, why aren't we talking about this more? And I know that you and I are, but just so beautiful to hear how you and your husband were able to communicate and explore and prepare. So yeah. now take us into like labor began. Yeah. How did yeah, that yeah. happen? And what was that like? So it was a very gentle experience from start to finish. In total, it was about a 12-hour experience from the first initial feeling of something's happening to when my baby was born and he was outside of my body. So it started around 11 a.m. in the morning. I felt those like mild period painy sensations, like a gentle, mild throbbing in the womb space. And I had planned for a midwife assisted home birth. So I called my midwife and uh, let her know. And I had plans for the day to go have cake and coffee. We have a Swedish word for it, fika. <laughs> it's a verb. <laughs> but we were going to hang out and just go to a cafe. And I told my midwife, I have these plans. Is that okay? She's like, yeah, listen to your body, follow what feels good. And it might turn out to be nothing. So don't make a big fuss out of it and just listen and stay in touch with me. And she knew I was very confident with my body and felt like zero fear around giving birth. So I think that also inspired her to say, just go about your day and don't make a big fuss about it. So I did. So I took the car. I went to Ikea to drop off some stuff and return some stuff. I was having contractions at Ikea. And it was hilarious. And then I went to this cafe with my friend and the waves kept increasing in intensity, but I was I think 50% in disbelief and 50% not wanting to make a big deal out of it and just feeling either way, I feel good here and being here with my friends supports me. So I'm going to stay here. But around 3.30 p.m., I had to literally close my eyes and meditate my way through a contraction at this cafe. And my friend was like, are you giving birth? I'm like, no, this is nothing. This is, they say giving birth is hard. This is easy. Like I just have to meditate a little bit and breathe and get through it. So surely this can't be, you know, the real deal. But I was getting tired and it was getting a bit late and it was increasing. So I was like, I better probably move home. So I got in the car, drove home. And that was a bit of an effort to like keep speed and keep my eyes open, like having regular contractions on the freeway and listening to music. I'm a bit of a wild child. So I came home and 
it must have been around 4 or 4 30 p.m i told my husband that i'd been having contractions all day and he's what you haven't told me i was like no i didn't want to get you worried and make a deal out of it because i didn't know if it was actually going to stick around and become something but i had dinner and then i got in the tub and i was like i'm going to read my magazine and I was having contractions, but I was just kind of ignoring it and just like moving through it with a lot of presence and just meditating. And, but my husband came in and said, it sounds like you're having regular contractions because he was eavesdropping on my experience. I was still in disbelief and still not really taking it seriously, but he pulled out this app, like this app to measure. And sure enough, they were pretty consistent and they were pretty regular in length and in pause in between. So he was like, we should probably let the midwife know. So we did, we updated her. She was like, fine, that sounds amazing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Obviously it's working. So just keep trusting and follow your intuition. And that's when I said to my husband, if this is going to turn into proper labor and I'm going to give birth today, then I want to do what we said that we were going to do. And I want to have sex one last time being child-free and pre-giving birth. So we moved into the bedroom and set the stage for erotic intimacy. And like we'd agreed on, I gave him oral sex and then explored oral sex quite deep into my throat. And I shit you not, my mucus plug popped. Oh, I love it. All that prostaglandulin coming in, right? And opening up. How beautiful. And the throat vagina connection, the throat cervical connection, like that whole thing. And I obviously don't have evidence that it's not coincidence, but I trust my body. I trust my intuition and I trust just the (laughs) incredible synchronicity of those two events happening so closely together in time. So we actually, we never got to having penetration, but it was very intimate. It was very beautiful because I started bleeding right afterwards. And that kind of killed the erotic mood. <laughs> Especially for my husband, because he's, he he's a bit more sensitive to blood and he's not embodying the experience. So he got a bit nervous and it was a big experience for him to realize that my wife's in labor and we're going to give birth at home and holy fuck. Whereas <laughs> Whereas I was so in the experience, so I wasn't even thinking. I was completely fearless, completely fearless. And just felt such a deep sense of trust in my body and embodiment with the experience that I was like, I just knew. It just felt like everything is happening just the way it should. And there's no reason to feel alarmed or worried about anything. Even when there was physical signs like blood, which is usually quite intense for someone to, to see. So obviously we updated my midwife again and let her know. And she said, same, keep tracking, make sure the bleeding stops. This is what you should be expecting. And if you notice that your labor is like increasing in intensity and you feel there's an acceleration, let us know immediately and we'll come because they were two hours away from where we live. Wow. Um, Yeah. And it didn't take long, maybe half an hour or something like that. It's hard to know with time because time, space, continuum during birth, you're just like... You don't have no idea, right? No Um, idea. But I remember it wasn't long after that happened, after the bleeding stopped, that I felt like, whoa, okay, here we go. This is the point of no return. This is real. So we immediately texted them and said, you better come. I got into the tub and that's when 
I really started feeling my body like shifting into gears of working really like before it was intentionally, of course, but now it felt like there's a direct force here and now it's really happening. And whereas before I was like in control of myself, now it was like, I should just surrender all control to my body and just get out of the way. So I got back into the tub and I started, I'm getting emotional because I just remember the beauty of it, right? But it was this beautiful dance of taking every wave, like a sacred movement of my body and just feeling every sensation so alive and so present and so rich and so vivid. And just like I said, just like every breath, every moan, every sound, every gentle movement in the bathtub helped me just go deeper and deeper into the experience and go underneath mind and thought control into the primal, into the animal, into the sacred sexual mammalian self, that state of altered mind. And I became increasingly more tired and surrendered and sensitive to sounds and all of that. I was like, turn off the dishwasher. Don't dim the lights, like quiet. And my husband was, it was perfect. And he was such a beautiful doula for me and birth support. So about, I think two hours later or something like that, my midwives tiptoed into our apartment and just whispered, hey, we're here. We're not going to disturb. And, and they honored my wishes to not have any vaginal cervical checks, no interruption, no coaching, no nothing unless I specifically asked for it. And all they did was really like check the baby's heart rate every now and then after I consented to that as well. And then the bathtub got restrictive. So I moved into the bedroom so I could move around. I did a lot of laboring standing up. That felt so good. I could move around and it was just this continuous dance of waves of intensity and then complete stillness and rest and a lot of spaciousness. I continued to enter and deepen into that altered state of mind. And there were moments of truly like highly ecstatic and orgasmic sensations coursing through my body. I think specifically when the baby was moving down through my vaginal canal and hitting those erotic areas around the G-spot that it created a lot of intense pleasure inside my body and like intense waves of orgasmic sensations. And then, yeah, my waters broke. And that's when the next gear kicked in and I started having those downward pushing contractions. And it just, again, felt like I just have to surrender. Here's the next level of beyond the point of no return. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I should do. My body knows what to do. And I was just in full trust and full awe of my body's power. I'd never felt such power in my body before. There was a moment of fear at that point when my when the baby was baby's head was crowning, but I could quickly catch it, identify it and stop it and just move into trust and expansion again and I squatted on the floor and I birthed my baby and he came out seven minutes past 11 p.m and it was the most beautiful powerful life-changing experience I'd ever experienced and I immediately said I want to do it again (laughs) but I realized it's much more hard and difficult to raise than to birth them so I (laughs) yes Decided to wait a few years until I was ready for a second baby. But it 
in short, that's my birth experience. And it was, yeah, it was something else. Oh my goodness. I am just like flooded with oxytocin, just <laughs> listening, right? And, yes. and tingling and just taking in so many of your words. Fearless stands out too. Like what a gift that is to be so connected to your body, your baby, the process, the trust, the powerful, the surrender. You just filled us with a vocabulary of pleasure and real ecstasy. So truly, thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I knowing that it took a lot of preparation to get there and then to be able to really ride the beauty of all the waves that your body brought you. Oh yeah. my goodness, Erica. Wow. Yes. Well, I'll add another word, which is pain-free. I label it pain-free because I did not register as pain. I was so intimately connected with and embodying the sensations that it never registered in my mind as pain. It was hot. I was able to really relate to the contractions and the waves on a sensational level and use breathing and sounding to both, it sounds negative, but tolerate them, but then right. not only tolerate them, but transform them into both like pleasure and ecstasy because challenging sensations can feel really ecstatic, especially afterwards when they subside, because in that expansion, you're like, oh my God. God. Yes. So using sounding and breathing, which are also two, the most like two profound tools in sex. So I was literally using the same tools, the tools in, available inside the body that I teach my sex coaching clients to have orgasms and more pleasure. I was using that in birth. And obviously we know that birth breathing is a big tool in birth as well. yeah for me it was pain-free but it was not free from being challenging it was a challenging experience for sure but I was able to really reach down into deeper primal parts of me and come through come through the challenge feeling so ecstatically embodied and powerful beautiful and I love that you said, let's do it again. That's not something so many people say the minute after giving birth. And now, okay, it's been a few years, so it's good you've taken your time because I love how you say raising the child, uh, another love things and challenges and joy as well. But now you're preparing for baby number two. Is there anything that you're preparing or doing different? What are your expectations this time? I think what I'm doing different this time is I'm preparing less, to be honest. <laughs> Life is so busy with a four-year-old and and it's just a completely different setting. Whereas the first time around, everything was so new. And the first time around, I did a lot of intellectual and mental preparation, learning about birth, learning about the stages of birth, learning about the hormones and and also becoming really risk aware. I have a background as a nurse, so I'm obviously familiar with medical risks and, and I understand the medical language. I'd even attended birth during my medical nursing training. So I was in my preparation, I was learning about all things birth, including what can potentially go wrong or become a challenging situation. So for me, giving birth at home was far from naive and very prepared. And it was a very 
informed consensual decision that I'd made within myself and with my partner as well. He he came along. It took more convincing to get him to come along than for me. But so less of that kind of preparation and less preparation in general, just because time limitation and being tired. And but still, I would say what I am doing, what I am doing is using pleasure and using my sensuality and using connection with my body and my, my body's sexuality, sensuality and pleasure, again, as the gateway to 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 giving birth. And I have different fears coming up this time around, the first time, which is interesting. So I've been working through some of those fears and also some logistical things are different this time around with having a four-year-old and we're planning for a home birth again. So it's who's going to attend, how is it going to be for our son who was very excited when we asked him if he wanted to attend baby brother's birth. And I don't know, Deborah, but I believe children are innately wise and intuitive. And when we asked him, do you want to attend and be present when mom gives birth? He said, without hesitation, yes, I do. I want to be there. And I think just like with sex, we're not born with shame around our sexuality and around our genitals and around anything really sexually related I think we're not born with fear towards birth. It's something that's conditioned and learned. So that my four-year-old son at dinner, around the dinner table, we talk about giving birth. And he says intuitively, just, yes, I want to be there. I can do it. I want to be there and support you, mommy. I believe him. I believe that's yes. the way it's supposed to be. Yes. And then, of course, we need to have the proper support and enough people around that he trusts and that we trust to support him if he should have any reaction to whatever whatever experience unfolds in front of him. And or if we have to upgrade the level of care and transition to a hospital. So that's also something to consider that's very different from last time. Yes. And... Thank you for giving voice to that, right? That each pregnancy is unique and different fears come up and obviously different situations. And so beautiful that your son is so clear. And I have to totally agree with you that fear is something we learn and children just so intuitively connect and they don't even need doula training. I find children are just right there. Their intuition, their heart, just guide them to being fully present and really supporting you, their mother, their father, and really being ready to welcome their brother. So I'm just, I'm already visioning and holding that space for all of you for a beautiful, peaceful, pleasurable, love-filled welcoming of your newest babe. And I know that people are blessed that not only do you take your personal experience, but all the training that you've had to guide them and to really help people that are pregnant right now and want to connect with their sexuality and bring their sexuality to birth. What are one or two tips that you would say to people that are listening right now who might be pregnant, supporting someone who's pregnant or thinking about a pregnancy? What are some ways that people can begin that journey? Yeah, my number one tip and advice for all women and that 
surely even more so applies to pregnant women is to start exploring or really increasing your connection with your sensuality. What is your sensuality? It's the pleasure that you derive from being connected with your senses. So that goes, you know, that let that infiltrate your everyday life. Have sensual showers. Notice sensual smells. Like experience pleasure through your senses because that is one of the most effective ways to become embodied and to start getting to know your sensational reality inside. And that is such a superpower in general, but especially for birth, because you don't give birth with your brain. You don't give birth through thoughts. You give birth through your body and being sensationally connected with your sensations and being able to find pleasure through senses and almost a deeper sense of who you are through the senses, that it's a completely different way of living life as a human than the reality that most modern people live because we're so disassociated and disembodied as modern Western humans, right? It's all up in the head. It's all about identification with the thoughts. And we rarely give attention to our senses uh, and our sensations. So start living through your senses more and start connect with your sensations more. And that will give you that important foundation to feel embodied and to just feel like life is more juicy and rich and delicious. It's everyday pleasure. And then my next tip would be, apart from all the other tips that you get everywhere else, the most apparent ones, right? Do a breath class, learn about breathing and learn about this and all of the mental work and all of that. The thing I preach over and over again is, of course, sexual pleasure. Let sexual pleasure be a guiding light during pregnancy and during birth. And it will support you to not desexualize and sterilize your body and your genitals and your growing, shifting, changing body. And it will also help you maintain a sense of sexual identity after giving birth, because we know women really struggle with this, right? And yes. For good reasons, you go through such a massive identity transformation and physical giving birth is a marathon for the body and big hormonal changes, but you can counteract really, you can counteract and alleviate some of those issues, but also really think of it as a garden, like you're planting a garden for yourself and sexuality will help your body and your identity feel better after giving birth. So masturbate, touch yourself, really make space for pleasure and it will support you. Thank you so much, Erica. You filled us with so much wisdom. I hope our listeners too. I know my oxytocin levels are up <laughs> just listening to you and seeing your smile and your emotions as you shared. And for many people, they'd love to be in touch and take advantage of your coaching. How can people reach you? They can find me on Instagram. My account is my first name and last name. So it's Erica Alsborn. I'm sure you're going to put the links below so they can see the spelling. Yes. I have a website, ericaalsborn.com. I have a podcast myself called Yes, Please, where I talk about sex, mostly sex. But now that I'm pregnant, it's been more pregnancy and birth related. And on, on the podcast, there's also lots of, there will be lots of positive birth stories because just like you did in your movies, 
in your movie and in your work, it's so important to emphasize positive birth stories. So we have an alternative narrative to the current dominant fear-mongering one. So, and I have, I do one-on-one coaching and I have online courses. So that's how you would find me in my work. Obviously I'm going on maternity leave, but I'll be back. And I'd love to connect with anyone who resonates with this message. Thank you so much, Erica. And again, wishing you and your husband and your son all a positive, pleasurable, orgasmic birth again. And I hope that you'll join us maybe after a little bit and share that story as well. Would love to follow up with you. Yeah, I'd love to, regardless of how it goes. Totally. I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely would love to follow up. Thank you again. Thank you to all who are joining us. I hope that you've subscribed to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast so you're sure to tune in to our next episode and wishing you all pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Thank you.